Just pick up what you dropped. Yeah. Uh, we are live. We're live. Uh, we're live throughout the board here. We're live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We're live on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. And we're live on Facebook Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. You are watching and listening to Living on a Thin Line with... Tony Visick, I am the aforementioned Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. our time, currently Arizona time, currently Pacific time, soon to change to Mountain time. We come to you every day, and we come to you on those three platforms that I just mentioned, and, and uh, the show is built around three things. It is built around your questions and comments left on the aforementioned websites where we try to comment back or answer questions. Uh, it's built around some knick-knack, doodad, memento, oddity, curiosity, potion, pipe, paper that we have laying here about the home office that we share with you and then try to weave a story around. And we share at least one artist and one piece of music with you that we highly recommend. Uh, the new thing that we've been doing for the last few weeks is we're actually posting links to the uh, particular songs that we recommend so that uh, you can immediately listen to them if you so desire. No more hunting around. We're like one of those, um, we're like one of those time life uh, infomercials at night. No more hunting around. No more trying to listen on the radio. Now you can hear it anytime you want. So uh, we're just like them without any of the um, money. We don't have any of the money. Uh, it's been kind of a kickback day for us. I don't know about you. It's uh, the weather has grown uh, pleasant here in Arizona. Fairly pleasant, still hitting like the mid to high 90s in the middle of the day, uh, but getting cool enough at night that this swimming pool, the pool, I don't know if you call it, I'm from the Midwest, so if you have a, uh, if you're at a playground, there is a sliding board, not a board. Uh, if you have a pen, it is an ink pen, and if you have a pool, it is a swimming pool, as opposed to some other type of pool. Just cool enough now where the water is just a little too darn chilly for my bones. So, um, but the days are incredibly pleasant. Little secret about Arizona that uh, most people who have not visited us do that you do not know. Uh, you know that it's hot here. We're infamous for our desert heat. You know we got a lot of cactus here. We're infamous for our cactus. What you don't know is how many prickly people we have. Also, you don't know that for about six months out of the year, it is perfect dew point. The weather. Couldn't be finer, even if you was in North Carolina. And we're getting to enter into that portion of the year. We'll have one or two uh, uh, days, uh, tops five, uh, between now and the end of March, where it gets below freezing, and then only for a short period of time. And that's when we run out with a bunch of blankets and old underwear and throw them over our bushes to save them. Hello to you, Jim Perry. Hello, Kevin Brown. Hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. Kelly Wilson. Brother Jer. All of you, the... Um, Living on a Thin Line family is beginning to gather. It's a gathering of the tribe. We do this every day. Uh, we, are your, uh, we are your antidote. We are your reprieve from all the weirdness. Uh, and I'm going to try to uh, adhere to that motto today. What was I doing right before this? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Uh, I actually hopped in my vehicle. I have lived in this community where I live now, uh, astonishingly to me, because it still feels like a new phase in my life, for uh, almost 15 years. Uh, started building this house 15 years ago. I didn't build it with my own hands. I didn't hammer with didn't wood and the nails and whatnot, because if I did, it would have fallen down rather quickly. Uh, but I uh, started having it built in 2005. First started coming out to this town in 2004. And I got to say, it's one of the prettiest, nicest places I've ever lived. And uh, here lately, and you can check it out, Maricopa Meadows, uh, Maricopa, Arizona. Here lately, um, because there's an election going on for a board of directors, which usually is one of the sleepiest damn elections in the world, a group of people who... Um, I, I'm not going to ascribe a, a, an emotional uh, content to them, uh, have formed up a political party to take over the board. Uh, let's see what I got here. Oh, I got a bunch of... Jim Brady says, I know there's not a political show, but you must have some last night debate comments. I will, Jim, and I'll get to them. Um, um, and one of the things that has been going on on like unaffiliated pages that have our uh, community's name on them is just a constant trashing of the place. Oh, this is the hood. Oh, this is the ghetto now. Oh, this is terrible. You know, and I know a good part of this neighborhood from driving and walking through it, but there's other parts I don't normally walk or drive through, and so I drove through it today. And it was a lovely day to do such a thing, just kind of cruise around through what is basically just, you know, a giant subdivision. And I got to tell you, the big difference... In my neighborhood, when I first moved into it, when I got the keys of this house, it took them a year to build it, 2006 and now, is the trees are bigger and there are more people. And since there are more people, there are more cars. End of story. The houses are beautiful. The people are friendly. The park is nice. It's safe. There's no crime. We've got a grade school, junior high and high school, all within walking distance. And I mean walking distance for me. I mean, as a grandpa, it would be walking as I'm a great-grandpa. And I find it disconcerting. I find it sad. You know, uh, I think it was uh, Donald Trump when he first uh, became president kept going, I inherited a mess. This place is, it's a disaster. And it seems that a select few people in the surrounding areas here have adopted that to try to do what, I'm not sure, for a uh, volunteer position. But I want to tell you, no matter what you hear, no matter what you, you might, uh, uh, someone might say that uh, this is a lovely, lovely place. I post some pictures on my own personal page. I just want to get that off my chest. Jim Perry asked me if any thoughts on last night's debate. Here are my main thoughts. No harm, no foul, either side. No harm, no foul, either side. Uh, it was uh, Joe Biden's debate to lose, and he did not lose it. I don't think that anyone, I don't think anyone who watched uh, Kelly Wilson's is better than the trailer and the cabin down by the river. So that's true. Kelly Wilson, uh, Kelly Wilson and I, I just, before I go back to Trump and uh, Joe Biden, uh, one of my, my very first roommate where we signed the lease together, uh, we had an apartment, a one bedroom apartment. But also I lived in a trailer and that trailer was a pretty nice trailer in 1976. And I lived in not one, Kelly, but two cabins down by the river. One being a raucous party house. And another one where I kind of lived more alone when I was a wee bit older. 
First place when I was 18, second place when I was 22, and I was all mature and grown up, and I got drunk by myself instead of with a large group of people. Those places had their charms, by the way. Those places had their charms. They definitely did. But this is a pretty place, and if I was going to land any place in my 60s, I'm glad I landed here. I don't care what anybody wants to post on social media. It's just a lot of hoo-ha. Last night's debate was, I think for all of us who were watching, it did not live up to any of our expectations or anxieties. Having witnessed the first debate and hadn't witnessed Donald Trump's style of debate and style of, uh, of uh, connecting with voters, uh, we were expecting more of the same. There was the whole buildup that they were muting microphones and, and that he, uh, he was constantly attacking uh, Kristen Welker, uh, who was the moderator. And it just turned out to be something that we used to have in America which was a rather sober debate between two opposing parties. The primary difference would be in the uh, massive amount of mistruths spoken by Donald J. Trump. So, but he spoke them in more reasoned tones. So do I think that Donald Trump gained a single thing from last night's debate? I do not. I don't think he convinced any, uh, an appreciable amount of people, okay, now I'll vote for him. Do I think Joe Biden lost any uh, voters uh, because they went, uh, I don't know now? No. Either way, last night was just that. No harm, no foul. It was, uh, um, Donald Trump had to win. He had to score big points, knock out blows. He had to uh, really take shots to uh, chew into what now appears to be a sizable lead for uh, Joe Biden. And I didn't see it. Now, I want you to keep something in mind. There's been two debates historically that I've watched. Hold on, Sullivan, I'll get right to you. My grandson has a thought on this. Uh, that I watched where someone who I didn't want to win, I went, oh my goodness, they just won. And that was uh, George W. Bush uh, debating Michael Dukakis. George H.W. Bush, I'm sorry. And then George W. Bush debating Al Gore. In both of those debates, I thought there were key moments that really uh, affected a, a good swath of voters and actually kind of turned the tide or at least uh, solidified. So where I actually looked at, in both those instances, I was with people and I looked and I went, that guy just won. And in both cases, they went, no. That, yeah, I get, yeah, he just won. I didn't see that last night. So for me, it was just that. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, Kelly Wilson points out that at the cabin down at the river, we had a non-flushing toilet. That's true. Kelly Wilson in 1973, 74, when uh, you were hanging out with us, me and Ken Craffy, et cetera, at the cabin down in uh, Burnsville. Uh, that's true. We had a toilet that uh, stopped working for a period of time. But that didn't stop us from rock and rolling and hoochie cooing. We were out in the woods, for God's sakes. We found a way. <laughs> hey, uh, if you're looking for fun stuff, to do, hold on. Sullivan, you had a question or a comment? Yes. All right. My grandson, come over here so people can see that you're a real person. Wave to the people. Say, hello, I'm Sullivan. Hello. All right, what, do you, what is your question or comment? So, um, last night I watched um, a little bit of the debate, and um, it was kind of just looked like last, the la like last one, and except like there were a bunch of other, kind of a bunch of other people talking and some other stuff going on. Okay, thank you, sir. 
thank you from an eight-year-old. It seemed to him there was a bunch of other stuff going on, and uh, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. There's always a bunch of stuff going on. I don't know if you know this or not, but as we speak right now, um, Sullivan, my grandson, is reorganizing our entire bobblehead collection. It's not a collection. See what you guys have done to me? You have uh, now, I've now been um, brainwashed, brainwashed by my audience, because I point out this is not a collection that we do bobblehead rescue. He is reorganizing the, uh, uh, the rescue area for all of our bobbleheads. And now there are dozens of bobbleheads sitting on the floor of this office. You know why? Because uh, we actually discovered some space where people could actually walk in this office. And we went, nope, that can't be. Um, what's your favorite bob bobblehead of all the ones that we have? Wouldn't it be over on the chair over there? Wouldn't that be where your favorite bobblehead would be? Over there on the chair? Yes. Well, okay, you want to show it to the people? My grandson's going to show you his... Uh... Just kidding. <laughs> Here is, uh, oddly enough, my grandson's favorite bobblehead. He showed it to you right now. That is the rare, only three of a kind, Tony Vizic bobblehead. It's not hard plastic? Yeah, it's, it's a soft plastic. That's right. That's what I am. I'm soft plastic. Let, let me show it to people one more time. There it is. I know. I just want you to be envious. That is the Tony Vizic bobblehead right there. Only three of these in the entire world. Uh, we're thinking about uh, manufacturing a, um, a line of Tony Vizic bobbleheads different from these because if I make any more of these, then um, I will have broken my promise. Um, we gave one away. Uh, when I uh, was the inaugural comic at JP's Comedy Club a few weeks ago. And we gave it away to uh, the winner, and the winner was Kevin Brown. When Kevin Brown won, he went, what are the odds? They go, one in 40. There's 40 people in the room. So <laughs> Speaking of JP's Comedy Club, if you are in the greater Phoenix area, the greater Gilbert area, the greater Arizona area, if you're in the mountain time zone, hell, if you're, what time is it? You might be able to make the second show. If you're in Los Angeles right now and hop into your vehicle, all right, if you're in Salt Lake City and hop on a plane, if you're in New Mexico and you hop on a, a, a pony, you probably wouldn't make it on a pony from New Mexico. Uh, there are two great shows tonight at JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. with one of Phoenix's best, Mike Dapper, and a host of young aspiring Phoenix comics as well. Go to jpscomedyclub.com. Uh, and we're also getting ready to... Um, we're also getting ready to... Uh, uh, Put together the next round of our uh, exciting stand-up comedy classes. I'm going to have a videotape of something at the end of November that I'm going to share with you. Our um, original flagship home, the Tempe Center for the Arts, has been closed since uh, mid-March. And we applaud their, uh, their decision. Uh, however, they are still doing some forms of entertainment. And on November 25th, ComedySchools.com, Tony Vizic Presents, will be taping a live show at the Tempe Center for the Arts. There will be a little teeny tiny audience, and it will be broadcast out from the Tempe Center of the Arts. The comics live in the room using safe social distancing procedures, wiping down that microphone. Wow. Man, you know, for years, if you were a comic, you wiped down the microphone anyway. Like, they're talking in it. I'm going to wipe that down. But a safe social, a, a live show taped and then broadcast live into the Tempe Center of the Arts greater, uh, uh, greater Network. And we will have a copy of it and I'll share it with you. Great comics on that show. Bob Kubota, Mary Upchurch, Jim Perry, Keith Ellis, and yours truly. 
So I got that coming up for you. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up for you. Let's get to, shall we, the music, unless you, the RDI. Hold on. Yes, Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. All the bobbleheads. All the baseball bobbleheads. Um, actually, we have, you have more of those. Than I have more baseball bobbleheads. You have one hockey. One hockey. I think football. And then a, I got one hockey, one football. And then a, um, a couple of famous people and then and some other things. A couple of famous people, some other things, and baseball. Yes. That's what we have. And basketball. You forgot about basketball. Yeah, we have a basketball one there. Yeah, Darius Miles. Okay. All right, let's get to the music, shall we? Uh, who are we going to recommend to you today? This was his third album, and it contained a lot of great hits. And he has become important in the soundtrack of so many people's lives. When you finally decided you want to listen to something a wee bit more sophisticated, a wee bit more adult, where you thought maybe you wanted to listen to something romantic without it being heavy-handed romantic, you know, there's romance where you walked in, somebody had like a purple room with a waterbed in the middle, playing Barry White, you know, and I was like, okay. But then there was romantic where you walked in to a well-appointed room, candles lit on a nice warm summer evening, and all out of the stereo, off the CD, came the sounds of Mr. Al Green, the Reverend Al Green, right there. And as we see him there, the young Reverend Al Green, incredibly gifted singer, who shared so many great songs with us. And of course, the number one hit, Nancy Eamon says, no Elvis bobblehead. I just said to mention that we do not currently have in the uh, rescue pen. And by the way, these bobbleheads are not put in cages. Yes. Yes, what? Yet. Yet. We do not have an Elvis bobblehead yet. Yes, we might have one. I'm going to look you, up. You look. You look him up. Right now, we do not currently have a Elvis. Let me get back to Al Green. Uh, his monster hit, of course, being Let's Stay Together which we all loved. Uh, but on this album, on this album, where you could join, by the way, the Al Green International Fan Club, Suite 207, 300 Poplar Avenue, Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know if that's no longer in existence. The name of this album was I'm Still in Love With You and had, of course, that great hit, I'm Still in Love With You, which is probably his second most popular song enduring over the decades. Also, I'm glad you're mine. What a wonderful thing love is, simply beautiful. That's all the first sight, along with another great Al Green hit, Love and Happiness. Side two, he did Oh Pretty Women, the Roy Arbinson hit, For the Good Times, the Chris Christopherson legendary tune, originally done by Ray Price, of all people. Although Ray Price is a wonderful guy, just when you think of Chris Christopherson, you don't think about him reaching back into that countrypolitan era of uh, music, but he did. Uh, look what you've done for me, and... One of these good old days. But the two big monsters, the two songs that just make you feel warm and fuzzy inside, kind of like a quaalude, only without the side effects or the risk of going to federal prison for using illegal drugs, uh, where I'm still in love with you and love and happiness. And we're going to recommend, of course, uh, just because we're going to want to listen to it again, I'm still in love with you, Al Green. This was his third album. This was his third album, Al Green on the Rise. It's produced by a guy named Winston Mitchell. Uh, I'm looking here to see if anybody was notable. Uh, uh, hold on, Elvis. Is, I mean, <laughs> Sullivan has found a Elvis bobblehead. Can we see what you've got there? Wait, it's an Elvis. Uh, this is not Elvis. 
This is um, something else. This is Pablo. Pablo is not Elvis. Keep looking. Al Green. Oh, you found Al Green. Okay. Now he's looking for Al Green bobbleheads. Al Green went on to have a, uh, some difficulties in his life, as so many singers and artists and musicians do. You know, when I hear people attacking uh, musicians and singers and actors and writers and calling them privileged and calling them uh, spoiled, uh, I have to remind myself that everyone that I know who is now famous, or who was famous, or who was with us and gone, all pretty much started from either middle class or humble beginnings. Middle class or humble beginnings. And when that talent, that craft, honed by technique, that gift, fed properly, shot them into the stratosphere of the American mainstream, oftentimes they were woefully unprepared for it. Woefully unprepared. I want you to think for a moment. Hold on, we just, hold, all right, I got to stop for a second because we just found an Elvis bobblehead. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't say how much it goes for, but uh, there are Elvis bobbleheads in the world today. Elvis, of course, being one of those. Uh, a truck driving kid from a poor uh, family, you know, down in Mississippi who skyrocketed to incredible fame and they don't handle it well. And oftentimes they don't handle their relationships well. When so many people say they love you, when so many people want to love you, when you feel adored, when people hang on your every word and don't question it, it sometimes skews your reality. And then sometimes something brings you to crashing down to earth hard. And I mean hard. Such is what happened, and oftentimes people don't recover. Such is what happened to Al Green, who had a girlfriend with three children, who, um, there was always the joke uh, that his nickname was uh, Al, don't talk to me about uh, no grits green. Uh, he had a girlfriend who uh, scalded him with a pot of grits. The story is he was in the restroom, he was in the bathroom getting ready for bed, and he didn't want to marry her. Now, she was already married. This particular woman was already married and had three kids, but she wanted Al to marry her, and he was seeing her and whatever, and she got upset and uh, came into the bathroom where he was getting ready for bed and threw uh, a pot of scalding grits on him, causing him to get skin grafts on, certain, on his stomach, etc. A short time after that, the woman committed suicide. This was quite a blow to Al Green. This was stunningly hard for him, as it would be for anyone. Oftentimes, when people are confronted with these sort of things in their lives, their lives spiral out of control. But fortunately for us, that did not happen to Al Green. Al Green found the Lord. Al Green found religion. Probably not a difficult thing for him to do. Raised in the church, of course. And became a reverend. And eschewed secular music for many years, only sang gospel music. Then returning once again to secular music. What we have, what remains for all of us, are these stunningly beautiful, effortless songs that Al Green recorded. Songs that, when we hear them on the radio, if we've never knew who he was, would make our eyebrow cock and go, all right, who's this? This is a great song. This is a great song. So many great songs by Al Green. Let me just read off to you a few of them. If you don't know Al Green, Al Green's just a little bit of grown-up music. 
You know, if you're not quite ready to be a grown-up, you're probably not quite ready for Al Green. All right? Um, let's see. You know, of course, Take Me to the River was one of his stunningly great songs. It was made even more popular with a uh, very interesting version by the Talking Heads. Uh, I Can't Get Next to You. He did an R&B cover of The Temptations. It Tired of Being Alone. Uh, of course, let's stay together, what we talked about here, uh, and uh, still in love with you, and uh, uh, call me, call me, I love that, and here I am, come and get me, all great songs, stunning songs, okay, he did covers of other people's hits, as we pointed out there, adventuresome enough to be a soul singer, a soul singer singing Chris Christopherson tunes, um, he's the kind of music, and when you're ready to grow up just a little bit, I don't mean settle down and let your teeth fall out and your hair fall out. I'm talking about when you reach a certain level of understanding and awareness. When you know there's a little something more out in the world besides and you know what? That's out in the world and it has its place too. Then you're ready for Al Green. And I hope you're ready for Al Green. I hope you're ready for the weekend. I hope you're ready if you're in the greater Phoenix area for the great shows at JP's Comedy Club tonight. I hope if you're ready to kind of branch out, improve your public speaking skills or Decide you'd like to go into stand-up comedy or just know a little bit more about comedy, have some fun, then you reach out to us at ComedySchools.com. We like reaching out to you six days a week at 2 p.m. Arizona time. We'll be back with you Sunday at 2 p.m., taking Saturday off. Much needed rest and relaxations. This half hour is hard on a man. But we'll be back Sunday talking to you here on Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye, you guys. Bye-bye.